All right, welcome everyone to Joe Star All Stars, a podcast by four nerds for all you nerds out there. As always, I'm Joseph Foyles. I'm Deep Fridge. I'm Tim. And I'm not Victor. And today we're here to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically Episode 9 of Stardust Crusaders, Yellow Temperance. So does... Uh, what the fuck does Temperance have to do with anything here? It's a tarot card. It's a tarot card, Victor, aren't you? I mean, like, in the previous tarot cards, they've tried. Like, Araki has tried to somehow Did link... Did he? He used up all the good ones immediately, Victor. <laughs> they've done with Devil. I mean, Wheel of Fortune's a little on the nose, but not. it doesn't matter, Victor. It's all tarot cards, and that's all you really need to know. Until it's I mean, not. <laughs> yeah. And, until he just says, like, fuck it, and then uh, does whatever else he wants to do. They're basically band names. It's basically all band Hell names yeah. at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, after we get through Egyptian uh, gods, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot about the Egyptian god cards. I'm not sure you're talking about the same JoJo. I think Am you're talking I? about Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh, this episode starts with them buying coconuts from a duelist. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kakuin, Jotaro, and Anne go up to this guy straight from Yu-Gi-Oh with that haircut. Yeah, he's got some can, serious I, pineapple. I don't know. Him. He still has the JoJo shoulders, so I'm really down for it. He's awful. He does have the weird wheel shoulders, yes. He's trying really hard to sell these coconuts, though. So what kind of deck would he have? A porcupine deck? Uh, yeah, anything that's spiky. He's got like a very specific coconut related card. He probably has like tropical themed cards too. That's it. Yeah. You know. Oh, is he like a uh, fucking Mako? Mako something? Oh yeah, the 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 ocean the water, duelist, the water yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ocean man. The freaky fish guy. Look, yeah. right. Look, we all know he's not gonna like win a battle, but like he goes really <laughs> all in on his theme. Even, no, like, no. to his detriment. This is the kind of guy you see giving up his starships off-screen to the actual flavor of the week guy. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. the one who's just on his hands and he's crying as he hands over <laughs> the starships. He's just too powerful! Yep. As he gets banished <laughs> to the Shadow Realm or something. Uh, yeah. they, don't, they don't kill the minor villains that bad. At least not until, like, the later parts. Or in no. this case, he's giving his coconut to Kakuin, who is our actual monster of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, Victor, I was surprised for you that Kakuin betrays the party. <laughs> you mean the thing they told me was going to happen at the end of last week? Wait, how did you figure out who the traitor was? <laughs> <laughs> you mean when, when they told me who the traitor was? <laughs> I, I'm not oh. sure what you mean by figuring out. Look. Like, what, where does figuring out come into play in JoJo? You must be some sort of master detective here. <laughs> Look, make that sort of deduction. This is just like having the spoilers ahead of time, and then now you don't have to worry about like what's going to happen. Now you already know, and you just get to enjoy uh, what happens. Like, there's, there's a filmmaking technique here where you tell the people what's going to happen so that way rather than like them trying to figure it out the whole time the experience is them just looking for signs of the thing they already know and uh yeah this one's really <laughs> on the nose 
I'm I'm so upset that they like just didn't let this go. Like we wouldn't know that this wasn't Kakuin the entire time. I don't know. I'm glad they set me up for it because I'm not sure I would have picked up on the subtle hints. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Kakuin gives pretty. this this pickpocket who steals their wallet while they're trying to buy some fucking four dollar coconuts. Uh, <laughs> like he really gives this thief a like a serious stank eye. He puts him in a fucking torture wreck after hitting him with a backbreaker. <laughs> I'm and he knees his fucking nose in. This guy's blood is squirting out of this man's body from very strange locations. <laughs> yes. He should not be broken in the places that he is broken. <laughs> I have a couple of notes about this. First is the fact that um Kakuin uses Hermit <laughs> I'm sorry. Hierophant Green to catch this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's look, look if, <laughs> if you were a super-powered Mega Man and somebody steals your wallet, wouldn't you fuck with him? Oh, I oh, would. Absolutely. But this is a Kakuin. How yeah. is he using Hierophant Green? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Tim. In case Wait, you haven't picked up what? on it. <laughs> is this... Bef- this like, is... Was this actually Kakuin? Yeah. He, he changed out sometime between now and, like, later. After the backbreaker. Wait a second. Wait. Oh, no. Rocky, I didn't wait. <laughs> maybe. Oh, no, I didn't think about Maybe this. Yellow Temperance is just that powerful that he can copy enemy stands, too. <laughs> Did Araki decide after this point that this was not Kakuin? <laughs> so is just really doing this fucking, like, perfect form backbreaker right here. <laughs> so he's this like, is... Oh, okay, shit. He, he's like the scrawniest of the Stardust Crusaders, right? But he is just like... <laughs> like, no effort at all is going into this. Oh, man. I've been sending the manga panels to my girlfriend. <laughs> She's gonna be so confused. Oh, no! okay the second thing i have here is Anne's reactions are great here because she is very clearly based on her reactions going to have a thing for professional wrestlers when she grows up okay based on her reactions she seems like she already has a thing for professional wrestlers because she's like oh a backbreaker oh that's so brutal yes but i added when she grew up to the end of that sentence so that we could really get away from the <laughs> thing. And <laughs> oh, well, you want to talk about <laughs> some more? You shouldn't have brought it up. Let's talk about <laughs> some more. <laughs> oh, please, Tim, I'm sorry. I know I said the word and summoned it to the podcast. <laughs> it's here. It's ready. You fucking did this to us. And the final thing I have to say about this is, wow, this guy is not even trying to pretend to be Kakuin, is he? No. <laughs> His plan was so perfect. He could have murdered Jotaro at any time, but instead he just decides to fuck around and eat bugs for an hour. He's going out of his way to give the stink eye to literally everyone and just, like, really lean into how fucking weird and not Kakuin he is. Again. And- and I think later on the episode, this guy proves he can act somewhat normal, which makes <laughs> it even more bizarre. What part? When does he act normal? Is it when he I don't eats know. the dog? But he, he doesn't act like specifically this. 
I guess. Again, like, this is what? a Rocky not planning one page in advance. Like, I'm reading, I'm trying to read a Rocky's thought process here, and I'm seeing maybe he wanted this to be, he mind-controlled Kakuin, that's why Hierophant Green is still on the table. Uh, maybe he wanted it to be actually Kakuin. Maybe he wanted it to be like Kakuin still had another flesh button went crazy, and then just he completely changes it later and does not bother to check whether his continuity still makes sense. And we love him for it. <laughs> I mean, because any one of those other explanations could be used to justify the things that happen in this scene. You know, honestly, I don't care what the reason is because I'm enjoying it so fucking much. Yeah. Like, why does <laughs> you, he eat bugs? You want to you want to live in a world where Kakuin doesn't do the backbreaker to this guy? Because I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. You're right. It was worth the cost. Yeah. It was worth it. Like, the I, torture rack is just perfect for... <laughs> the ends justify the means. <laughs> and then he's... Like, after he finishes this, he snatches the coconut out of Jotaro's hands and just starts drinking it. It's like, what are you talking about? You <laughs> really like, think that I Jotaro. shouldn't have done that? <laughs> <laughs> and the way he's drinking it, it, it looks like he, he stole specifically Jotaro's to drink it. it, it like... <laughs> I, I don't know what this face is, but I love it. It's the face of indirect Kisu. Yeah, indirect. <laughs> Another indirect that is, Kisu. That is not the face Kakuin's making here. <laughs> You're right. It's the face of, yeah, I'm drinking your coconut. What the fuck are you going to do about it? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal, Jotaro? It was only a joke. Calm this only down. proves like this episode's going to continually prove that Jotaro will put up with a lot of shit if it's with Kakuin. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Imagine if Polnareff did this. Oh, actually, it, actually, I can. That would just be what Polnareff does. <laughs> yeah. Never yeah. mind. Pass. Yeah, I'm honestly shocked that Jotaro didn't do it. <laughs> honestly, maybe that's why Jotaro's so mad. Kakuin's stealing his thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Jotaro wouldn't have done it with so much flair, but he definitely would have put the guy in the backbreaker. <laughs> he would have done it with a lot more brutal violence, I think. <laughs> the guy would not get up after the Jotaro did it to him. He shouldn't be getting up after Kak- <laughs> what Kakuin did to him. Let's be real here. Mm-hmm. Wrestling moves, when not done with, like, proper care, do actually just maim people. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you think- Let's talk wait, about eating I, bugs. I, hold on, wait. I got it. I got it. Victor, you're right. Without the proper training and care, it does maim people. I think Yellow Temperance is actually just a professional wrestler. It explains so much. His terrible over-the-top acting and his wrestling moves. He really does put on the the energy of a professional wrestler. He just puts on that heel face. He just can't turn it off. Such a great heel. He's fucking handsome, and I love him. He just goes out of his way to, like, kill animals. Like... (laughs) I think he's a pro wrestler. He's intentionally drawing heat. Yeah. Hmm. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of a One Piece villain. Like, just the way he's drawn and everything, the the, the particular shape of his head, like, when you finally meet him. (laughs) Oh, God. He he reminds me of, like, Crocodile or Enel. Okay. I I can... Okay. That era. If he's a yeah. if he's a professional wrestler, I don't quite understand what his shtick is because he goes after these beetles on this tree <laughs> for seemingly no reason. I just, really don't get it. <laughs> chows down. You just see these like these beetles just chowing down on I don't know what it is, tree sap or some bullshit, yeah. and he's like, "Let me get a snack of that." <laughs> Yo, 
that looks delicious. And you're like, oh, he's talking about the sap on the tree. No. <laughs> and turns no. around and he's just it, yeah. sucking a beetle leg into his mouth. Crunch. <laughs> and she's like, uh. And, the, and the, of uh. course, we see Kakuin's tongue here, which means he's the worst guy. The the baddest <laughs> of bad guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. We get a lot of Kakuin tongue this episode. <laughs> mm. And I like it. Please don't say that. I like it. Jesus. God, I'm sorry. I'm watching the episode to the side. And the animation on him chowing down on these bugs is ridiculous. It's His really high body, quality. He gets I really into it. Like pretty much every face Kakarin makes in this episode. <laughs> they devote so many frames to animating this. <laughs> Like uh, just like his back turn to the camera and him just like going, <laughs> it's just perfect. Oh man, and that Kakuin manga panel. Thank you, Tim. Of him, tasty. I love them. I love the coconuts. Them. That is, <laughs> and is suitably freaked out here. <laughs> Creepy man. <laughs> I'd love to eat some beetles, but I haven't got any coconut milk. <laughs> Do you know where I can find some coconut milk for my beetles? Uh, are you making a reference to something, Victor? Uh, the, the Milkman Conspiracy. Yeah, the Milkman Conspiracy. I got it. Oh. Right. I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, Grant. In, there's a game called Psychonauts. It came out in the late, like, 2000, I think about 6 or A7 or over there. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first Double Fine games. It's this platformer. It's a cult hit, and inside of it, y'all can stop this bit whenever you want. No, <laughs> I'm explain it let to you me. Go. No, yeah, please, no. please <laughs> tell me more. Okay, so you play as Raz, a from the circuit who goes to psychic training camp, and inside it, there's a whole premise that you put a door on someone's forehead, and you get into their door, like their door mind, and in the levels are like glimpses into this bit circle all the way back yes. around. I, won't I tried I to stop you and you spa- just kept going. I spaced the fuck out. No, that so. was the joke. I was going to keep doing that and fade myself down while you <laughs> no, actually like, did the episode. Like, and then we would fade you me back up. You nope. could have kept talking for another three minutes and I just would have been like I, fucking zoned out staring at my screen. I would have loved it. I would have like please explain to me the plot the entire plot. The entire I don't remember podcast. Yeah, I don't remember that much of Psychonauts. Come on, now. I've I've played it recently. It's great. I love that game. (laughs) This is this is probably why I was super okay with this. It's one of my favorite games. I don't don't know what I'm gonna do there because I can't edit that into a joke. That's just like two minutes of that. Like I was counting on y'all to do something. No, it's a dead pod right there. You didn't. Yes, and me. Come on. It's not a bit. If I just. I, I didn't want it to I, be I a bit. You were just informing me. I was here. I was ready for it. People <laughs> it's valuable context for our listeners. All right. So and the guy has Okay, so anyway, Anne runs ever, to Jotaro. Ever since, <laughs> ever since Jotaro has seen Anne naked, Anne is very clingy to him now. Uh, I don't like that. Why would you girl. say that like that? <laughs> I'm confused. 
And we have to keep bringing it back to school. No, we don't. We no, really we fucking we really don't. don't. In fact, I might just edit that out. Please do. <laughs> just make it the secret sound. Just uh, just make it the, no. the post-credit stinger. Just Grant just... saying that really creepy line. No, you yeah. know what? Whenever we mention the word <laughs> I think I'm just going to edit it out with like an orangutan or something. Oh, you're, so you're going to edit out the words. <laughs> yes, with monkey sounds. I'm going to change the word. I don't think that's better. How in the world would that be better than just the word? Because you mean, you mean the word. That, that way we won't have to. Y'all, we're not even six minutes in this episode. We've been recording for half an hour. You're I don't, right. I don't even, right. we're, How are we going to fit in our fridge content if we don't pick up the face? Look, we need to get this somewhere that's refrigerated. <laughs> All right, Jonah is eating an ice cream cone. <laughs> yes, we just warp to this... Uh, like cable Skyrim. car station, yeah, yeah, the Skyway station, uh, like straight out of Bush Gardens here, and uh, and Kakuin pulls a great prank by pushing Jotaro to his death. <laughs> oh, better watch out! <laughs> and it literally has to catch him. And I don't know how that fall. works because uh, just Jotaro's weight should be enough to send Anne flying over this have rail. You, have you seen Anne's arms? <laughs> Remember, she's killed over 300 men. Yeah, she's probably the strongest one. Do you think she was lying, Victor? I don't. I don't. Look, unfortunately, all of us have seen Anne naked. No, Again, I'm just going <laughs> to no! listen to Monkey Sound. No, I don't doing like remembering this. that episode. This is actually worse and more problematic than the original episode now. <laughs> It keeps happening. <laughs> it's so, cursed. It, it's cursed our fucking podcast. Instead, we get to something I have no problem sexualizing. <laughs> Kakuin with a cherry. Oh, yeah. He, he plucks the cherry off the ice cream, pushes Jotar over, and then he's like, oh, cherries are my favorite. And we get the great. Are you going to eat that? <laughs> All right. I'm done with it. <laughs> We're good. It's done. Are we done? I'm sure yes. our audience was done with it too and really didn't want to listen to this episode because they knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Who listened past the Psychonauts bit? <laughs> I did. Oh, you're leaving that in? <laughs> I don't know. I have to now. We've referenced it too many times. <laughs> I love that in the manga they just translated it as the letter R over and over again. <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> 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 and and, and Kakyoin's like, hey, what's that look, pal? Come on, let's just get in the cable car. And then he pops the cherry in his mouth and eats it and grows three sizes. <laughs> like he's fucking Mario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, at this point, Jonah's like, huh, Kakyoin, were you always nine feet tall? I don't remember that. <laughs> he's fucking massive now. <laughs> He has to stoop to get in this cable car. Jesus Christ. I didn't really makes, notice that. It makes a stretching sound that's really unpleasant. Like, Jotar is staring directly at him <laughs> while he grows. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you, Tim, for that manga panel of Kakuin's face you're, splitting in half. You're welcome. I know you only saw the blackness, except for Grant, but, uh, yeah. It's the full, like, yeah. the jaw just comes right off. When Jojo fucking punches Kakyoin. And it's really upsetting, 
but also really good. <laughs> no, it really is. Like, I was really happy they blacked that out. Nope. I, I did not want that in my life. Nope, I, I get the full effect, and it, it, it's it's pretty satisfying to see Jotaro punch the shit out of him. <laughs> you you want to see the best fucking panel this entire uh, this entire manga? Oh boy, is it is it? I hope it's the image I grabbed here. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. Oh no! Why is the cherry still there? <laughs> oh my oh, god! No. Why? <laughs> no, why did why didn't we get the half jaw arrows? No. Oh no! Uh, How strong is Jotaro to punch the fucking jaw off of him? I don't you know how know. strong he is. He's ridiculously strong. He kicked a table into a toilet, and the toilet exploded. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous, though. Like, holy shit. What, you, yep. can, do, you can do this at 17? <laughs> I can do two push-ups at 17. <laughs> you knew me at 17. Come on, man. It's like the fucking troll face, his just jaw hanging half off here with the stupid Uh, grin. It's okay. Like, having his jaw half falling off does not stop him from going... (laughs) I know, it's great. (laughs) Good villain. This is when we find out that this wasn't actually Kakyoi. (laughs) What? We've got this nice shot of Jotaro going, you are definitely not Kakyoi. Kakyoi. (laughs) Nine foot tall weirdo. And the guy busts out of here. My first thought was, oh, thank God the Pillarmen are back. (laughs) Like, this gleaming Adonis comes out of the, sheds Kakyoi's form like a cocoon. I, my favorite bit is like he's like yeah whenever it eats it gets stronger and bigger and I was like what how big did the stand start off is there you know <laughs> loss during the day what what, what, it, what are we doing it here? doesn't make sense <laughs> it doesn't make any goddamn sense we have a, it's another stand that people can see because of reasons and right um it's perfect in every way and that's all you need to know and it's I, eating Jodoro's hand and it's oh, eating yeah, Jodoro. that. It attaches to people, and we'll just start consuming them. Yeah, that's pretty strong. This stand's pretty strong. This stand's really fucking strong. It's a shame the stand user's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, he, like, he's been getting by on his just sheer overpowered stand, and has not had to think too much about it. it. <laughs> bold of all. you, bold of you to assume he hasn't gotten by on his magnificent looks. That's true. Right? He, he should be are a model. We even, are we even sure this is actually him? Like. Oh, you think there's another layer? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, I like that thought. There's another tinier, uglier man inside of this. <laughs> Are we back to, to Russian nesting he dolls again? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He does get bigger every time he consumes. Mm. You know what? Uh, I'm good for it. That's the best stand. Yeah. I really hate what? this guy. If he, I goes really to a buffet, if he goes to a buffet, how big is he at the end of the meal? Why did he resort to bugs? You can buy food. <laughs> he was literally—he literally had a coconut in his hand. He couldn't stop himself. He could also apparently were... just eat people, like <laughs> animals, plants. <laughs> it seems so much more efficient to eat fucking cherries, though. If, if <laughs> You're right. Get gains. It was like a video game power up. I I I don't understand the purpose. For what purpose do you need to be bigger? That's a question that you don't really need answers to. Yeah. I'm asking the wrong question here. You're asking the wrong question. Pl- here. Please, Araki, enlighten me. What question should I be asking? 
<laughs> um, so my favorite part is Ian makes the great call to yes. to fucking to fucking Joseph. Way to go! Way to go! Way to be a good supporting M- character. MVP. Uh, uh, no, uh, th- th- this is a bad call because every time somebody actually calls somebody, nothing happens. Oh nothing no! This is one hundred percent Joseph's fault for being a dumbass again. The, the, okay, like, <laughs> like there are. Why do people keep calling Joseph? There's so much phone conversation in these two episodes that it, where all of this could have been avoided if you had just stuck together, you dumbasses. Look, I don't want to be Look, cooped up with these idiots like 24-7. Your alternative the- is uh, like having to confront enemy stand users constantly and not having a team. Yeah, but nothing ever goes bad. Hey, they're operating on the buddy system. You know, Abdal and, and Joseph are, are are doing their body thing, and and Jotaro was also with Kakuyan. Everything should have been fine. And then Polnareff was alone. <laughs> yeah, Polnareff, we don't worry about that. He's not one of us. He's, <laughs> he's being killed he's... in the background by fucking angry dolls. Look, he didn't bond over his relationship with Holly, so he's not one of us. <laughs> oh, man. You know that what Ka- we we know what Kakuin was thinking. Polnareff would have been all over Holly. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I I want to go ahead and show y'all my favorite still from the episode. Oh boy. Yeah. Even better than the one I posted. Yes. His true <laughs> handsome face. One hundred percent. So JoJo jumps out of the out of the uh, the cable car and mm-hmm. just barely misses jumping to like one of the center pillars, and. Like, uh, Star Platinum grabs the edge and pulls him up, but there's a great still in it where it shows him just like totally missing the side, <laughs> but then also fucking rubber soul just <laughs> I saw huge this. in the background. <laughs> like rubber soul in the background. You can just see him posing on the cable card. <laughs> this is clearly a shot from a different scene that they just like. Put, they just pasted him on top of the freaking cable car. Oh, 100%. It's very I have good. no doubt that's what happened. He doesn't move at all. It's like it's like, it's like a solid two seconds of this, and it's the like cable, different... cable car's moving. And he's like, Yellow Temperance is like this like weird putty thing, so it looks like it should always be moving, and it's just totally solid the entire time. It's a different resolution. <laughs> but hold on before we get too far past it in this phone conversation we get another very good kakui moment or he just they're like jodoro hangs up the phone he's like that was weird i just got a call from ann and kakui walks in the room and they're like dude i thought you were with jodoro he's like no i was sunbathing <laughs> they're like, in your school uniform in your school uniform yeah. yeah. Okay, this <laughs> is the real one. <laughs> we, have, we have the we have the right one. <laughs> That's their barometer. That's their 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 are you an evil robot test? <laughs> In your school uniform? Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right. How can we think JoJo would like that kind of farmer stand? <laughs> Just the hands and face. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't even have the interesting tan lines like from series five. It's just like it's just like Joseph just turns back to the phone. It's like it's like it's all right, Ann. We've got the real Kakuin here. It's like that wasn't what I was afraid of. Help me! She's like, I know we have the fucking imposter here. He exploded. His jaw came off. He's killing JoJo. 
I wasn't worried about whether the real Kakuin was safe. <laughs> God, nobody, I, I, nobody goes to get Anne at the end of the episode. You know that's true. Jero yeah. hikes back up there and gets her, and then takes her to the hotel room where they were like, "Hey, it's been more than five minutes. We're, we were worried." <laughs> Probably That's with exactly like coffee that. in their hand, like we're really worried about you. <laughs> never puts his book down. <laughs> so to be fair, and if there's anyone you wouldn't have to worry about in this group, it so, would, it would be somebody named JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> we get uh, Araki killing another dog. Of oh, course, of course, y- we do. You know what? I want to put that off for a minute here. Maybe let's um, take a moment here to talk about the band reference this episode. We actually get just a straight up album reference. Yeah, sort you're of. you're welcome because I gave you the name because they don't say it ever. Yeah, they they just don't say it. <laughs> they in just the don't. Is it in the manga? No. Oh, it's in the know. the the inter like the the commercial bumpers. Is it? Yeah, it. they do they do say it there. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, it's Rubber Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Rubber Soul, a Beatles album. So this is going to be our first two second pass on a band reference, right? Yeah, you want to try that one again? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> one take. Victor here again with another JoJo's Bizarre Western Music reference, and this week we have not a band, but a single album, Rubber Soul by the Beatles. This is a hugely important one when it comes to popular music, so I'll try to do it justice here. And when I say hugely important, I mean this single album was an identifiable turning point not just for the Beatles, but for the entire music industry. It's considered the beginning of the album era, where artists were more concerned with the idea of the studio album as a discrete, cohesive unit of art, rather than just a collection of singles. And there are a bunch of reasons for that. Let's explore. Back in 1965, the world was in full Beatlemania mode. The band had just gotten done with a tour of the United States, including their record-breaking concert for 55,000 screaming fans at Shea Stadium in New York. But the tour wasn't just the shows. The Beatles got to meet their idol, Elvis Presley, and they got to hang out with a guy named Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, for those of you who don't know, was the biggest name in folk rock, and his time with the Beatles ended up having a big influence on the band. This wasn't the first time they had gotten together. Dylan had introduced the Beatles to the joys of marijuana almost exactly a year earlier, but further contact with Dylan helped push the band beyond what they had already been, and it shows on Rubber Soul, which they recorded a couple of months later. In addition to the greater folk rock influence that comes through in the instrumentation and melodies, Dylan also encouraged John Lennon to work deeper meanings into his lyrics. Lennon's no Dylan, but you can still tell he put in some effort to tackle heavier, more abstract sentiments. And beyond Dylan's influence, there were other factors at play. Perhaps the most important thing was this was the first time the band was able to totally dedicate themselves with no touring or filming commitments to interrupt them and just work on the album. And almost as importantly, the band had been given full creative control over what went on the album all the way down to the iconic cover art. 
The confluence of these factors changed how everyone working on the project thought about it. The Beatles record producer George Martin would later say, For the first time, we began to think of albums as art on their own, as complete entities. The end result was 14 songs, totaling around 35 minutes of music. For only the second time in the band's career, every song on the album was an original, no covers. And throughout, you can hear the Beatles experimenting with innovative melodies, harmonies, and instrumentations, including the first appearance of George Harrison's sitar. The songs carry influence from pop, rock, folk, country, and everything in between. And somehow they all seem to fit together, despite how varied the album is in these respects. And when the album actually came out, it shook the music world. What the Beatles had done by treating the whole album as a total work would redefine how every rock and roll or rock and roll adjacent act would think about albums forever. And their willingness to expand beyond what sounds they could reproduce in a traditional live show would inspire many artists to push the boundaries themselves. Perhaps the most famous example of this effect, and one of my favorite stories in rock history, is that Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys listened to the album and it arguably changed his life. He understood in his soul that the bar had been raised and that the Beach Boys would also need to change if they wanted to keep up. And the very same day that he listened to the album, he toked up, sat down at the piano, and wrote God Only Knows, which, as I have said, is one of the greatest songs ever written. And then he and the Beach Boys would embark on the sonic adventure that would become the album Pet Sounds, one of the greatest albums ever recorded. Now, I could go on for a long time about how important Rubber Soul is and how much I love it. And plenty of other people could too. It was number 5 on Rolling Stone's top 500 albums of all time, for example. But really, I can't say anything better than that you should listen to this album. If you love good music, listen to it. If you're interested in the Beatles, this is a great place to start exploring their discography. And if you care about popular music history, Rubber Soul is as near as it gets to mandatory listening. Plus, it has In My Life, my favorite John Lennon song on it, which will let take us back into the show. Some are dead and some are living In my life, I've loved them all But of all these friends and lovers There is no one compares with you And these memories lose their meaning And I think of love Yeah, Victor, I think this podcast is going nowhere, man. Aw. I don't have anything to follow that up with. I feel like we're doing good. No, and, see, and also, this is, no, I needed one of y'all to be like, and then look, well, baby, you can drive my car back to JoJo's Bazaar. I, you know, I couldn't follow that up, man. Like, <laughs> of you, course it That made me sad. Man, I have thrown yeah, the, that's like three bits where I've just been waiting for someone to have the right energy. Come on, people, pick it up. <laughs> I put an hour of my life into this, at least. <laughs> A week. <laughs> 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 this is the episode where we leave Joey hanging all the time. 
It's, hey, that's every it's episode. Not just episode. <laughs> it's every episode. It's, yeah, the, the, where Joey has to scream "vamp, vamp" over and over again. <laughs> yeah, come on. Look, I need y'all to fill the time real quick. Just hold on a second. All right, let's fill the time real quick. Sorry, right, let's fill the time. So, like, I really, really love that part in Psycho. Now, this is the time you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so you did we, say vamp, vamp. No, Tim said it. No, I said it. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't. I can't tell you apart. Anyway, oh. you're, you're... <laughs> anyway, hey. yell, rubber soul eats a dog. Oh. Yes, a Rocky kills another dog. <laughs> Man, I timed it out. This dog does not last two minutes. <laughs> From the first time we see him to the time where his head falls off, it is less is, than two minutes. Yeah, is this the quickest time to death for uh, for a dog? No, in the show? no, there was a puppy that was just there and gone in like two seconds on Eager, on Ogre Street. I like that Jotaro when he lands on this other cable car. <laughs> And it's just filled with people. It has a old, it has like some lady. It has like a kid with a lollipop and a dog, and and, and a dad and who does he, not he, wake up. And and Jotaro wastes no again. time stealing the fucking popsicle from this kid. It's like does does the presence of a stand fight just make civilian like non stand users just not wake up for any fucking thing? <laughs> Look, if two, between if, Gray Fly in the air in the airplane and this now, I just have to believe that a stand fight going on means that a non-stand user cannot wake up nearby. Look, if there were two giant Adonises beating each other to death, and you could just pretend to be asleep, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, I would hundred percent pretend to be. Yeah, asleep. no, I'm I don't well, know. I might have taken the Jotaro route and just gotten the fuck out of this cable car <laughs> instead. <laughs> so. Here's a question. How on earth did Yellow Temperance get over this other cable car? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like, he, he can turn in some weird blob thing. I don't care. <laughs> it, 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 you're asking the wrong question. No, Joey, true. plans within plans. He was already there in just a separate piece of his body. My real question is, how did he get on this cable car without anybody else on the cable car noticing? That's the same question I asked. You just now, phrased, you asked how he got over here. You just phrased I'm it asking, differently. I'm asking how how he, he's inside the cable car and nobody's like freaking out about he it. He just walked onto the cable car as the the fucking lady at the station. Yes, I, he was there the whole time. Plans within plans. I don't know if he has like. <laughs> I don't think there is a station between when he. No, when he's he in all of the cable cars. Oh, yeah. He's several different people at once. He's just already in all of the cable cars. Ah, uh, he's, okay. he's in all of them. He's probably this kid too. Yeah, but uh, this was this was going the other direction, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe Jotaro just took a long time standing there trying to burn this off of him. But yeah, if Jotaro tries some stuff, it doesn't work because the stand's bullshit. So um, yeah, the stand is completely invincible. Mm-hmm. But Jotaro still has the Joestar secret technique. <gasps> yes, Vic- the final plan. <laughs> when did when did Joseph tell Jotaro about this? Yeah, because he like refers to it as this great lineage thing. <laughs> it's very oh. good. Did Holly oh, tell Joseph one hundred percent talked it up at some point? Oh like, yeah, they they got drunk. There's no way he didn't. They got drunk. He's like, somewhere. okay, kid. Now that you're a Joestar, let me tell you. Let me give you a quick rundown. Here's all the shit you need to know Wait, about Dio. You're here's finally going to tell me about Hamon, Grandpa? Here's what you need to know about Joestars, <laughs> what you need to know about Hamon, and then the most important lineage of all. So how to the do the Hamon breathing, Joestar right? technique. 
The humbone breathing? No. 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 It, it, it's run away. Oh. Feet don't fail me now. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh. oh. I forgot oh. to look. Did we get a good Eng- uh, English episode, like part where he goes, Do you understand? He does. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> Tennis. We're still talking about Joseph explaining the plan. <laughs> I don't Because that's definitely something Joseph would shout to. <laughs> God, what is explaining the stupid plan to? We get this really like half asleep Joseph face in the background being like, oh yeah, uh the Joe Star technique. Uh <laughs> So they skydive from this thing, take 15 feet to hit the water, or 15 minutes. How did Jotaro get through the bottom of this cable car again? He punched it. He punched it. Yeah. Wait, Everyone wait, inside wait. is dead. I, it's, it's Jotaro. Like, the solution is always punch the thing. And it always works. It always works, because he has star platinum. Do you understand? Do you understand? Uh, yeah, so that that's it. It's like 15 minutes of him just drowning and wailing on this guy. Because <laughs> this guy turns out to be a real wuss the second you get him underwater and he can't breathe. I mean, like, what a lame guy. I Look, need he's no oxygen. Captain... <laughs> he's no Captain Dragon. He's no Captain Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> the, the further we get away from Captain Dragon, the more I miss him. Yeah, it's true. He is. He's the captain of my heart. Right? Is he the captain into Neil of your heart? No. Is he, are you saying that love will keep you together? Love will keep you together. <laughs> it, well, what I really want to know is... Uh-huh. All right. Why is Why does he not defend himself after coming out of the water? Oh, because... That's not. We're we're two thirds of the way through the episode, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and Star Platinum has to win now. <laughs> that's yeah, yep, that's the answer. Yeah. Like, I, I understand the talking is a free action, so Jotaro explaining how he's going to beat this guy's ass doesn't give him any time to defend himself. But he, he, shouldn't this just be instantaneous? He should just be able to like, like because every other attack he's thrown at this guy, he's been instantaneously able to just put up a defense. Why doesn't he do it here? It doesn't explain like, that. It's because he's wet. a professional wrestler and he's he's allowing uh, the uh, Jotaro in order to get his actual hits in. So we're like, already at the pay-per-view here? Like, I, picture. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, but JoJo's fake. <gasps> no! <laughs> what? It's, it's all, all script. They're all, they're all it's, actors. What? They're all actors. It's all, it's all elaborate cave. No, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I'm not listening to this. I, you know what? I'm sorry, Victor. They knew the outcome to WrestleMania before. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, I cannot take you seriously anymore. Look, Victor, were you not confused when the ref didn't call anything? Like, any of this? <laughs> he was the distracted. The ref was distracted. <laughs> the ref handed him the chair. <laughs> no, that was the celebrity ref. Oh, my bad. No, he no that guy cheated, but the, the actual ref was distracted. Sure, Victor. Sure. Look, all I know is this like like tag team match with like with Jotaro and Star Platinum, Star Platinum holding uh uh Yellow Temperance or or whatever his name is in this like half Nelson and then Jotaro just lays into him. Ah, it's very good. good. It's good. 
So because I, we needed we needed a team up fight between the stand and the stand user. Yeah, they're all team up fights, Victor. I like that the punching happens from Jotaro instead of his stand, though. Mm-hmm. You gotta mix it up a little bit. That's you why gotta mix it up a little bit. That's why this guy is going to need surgery on his nose and a wire for his jaw because Jotaro doesn't have the <laughs> precision of Star Platinum <laughs> to just for somebody for somebody who can shape shift. Does this even matter? <laughs> Like, why does he care? It doesn't matter how beautiful your mask is, Grant. You're right. We're still not sure this isn't a mask. It's it's what's on the inside that matters? Further inside And what's on the inside is yellow goo. (laughs) No, that's what's on the outside. I have a fun game for Grant and Joey. Because there's a a breakaway in in the manga that tells us, what is a stand? What? Oh, and oh no! I, I want y'all. Oh, oh stand facts. Oh, I, I want y'all. Stand facts. I want y'all to read these out and really tell me which one of these are still true to this day. All right, we'll take turns, Grant. I'll go first. A All stand right. protects its user like a guardian angel. You know, just like that one mm. that couldn't get off that guy's back. Yeah. You know, just mm. like that one that's killing Holly. Yeah. 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 It sounds fake. Okay. Grant. All right. Next one. A person can only possess a single stand. <laughs> Unless that stand is also a cat plant. <laughs> Unless that stand is Hierophant Green, apparently. <laughs> that I think that I think this one's mostly true. <laughs> or Hermit Purple for that matter, because Dio's got that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't fuck. talk about that. <laughs> People who control stands are referred to as stand users. Yeah, t- okay, stand guys. Yeah. Just, that, that checks out. That's one <laughs> yeah, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one definitive. If a stand gets injured, so does its user. Inv- okay, no. <laughs> so, so does its user, and vice versa. Unless that one gets that one's pretty fast and loose. <laughs> Sometimes that works. Stands can only be hurt by other stands. Also not true. <laughs> no. No. A stand is usually bound to its user's body. And that's all that one says. <laughs> no, there's a big asterisk here. <laughs> the further a stand gets from its user, the weaker it gets. We're just gonna we're just gonna gloss over. There are exceptions. The orangutan forever's <laughs> which takes the form of a ship, and rubber soul's yellow temperance, which can assimilate flesh from a hey, distance. It does- so it says there are exceptions, which is code for it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Exceptions. Okay, a further stand gets from its user. The weaker it gets. Exceptions are long distance stands such as Hierophant Green and Devo the Cursed Ebony Devil. So yeah, that's not a rule either. No, that's not a rule either. We're just calling it out as not a rule in the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the ability and strength of a stand is determined by which card of the major arcana is represented by. What? <laughs> So for those counting at home, that's one thing that's still current. <laughs> was if a, a people who control stands are referred to as stand users. Stands are called stands. Ah, you got it. The one universal constant. <laughs> oh my god. I laughed so hard when I read this. That last good. one. God damn it. <laughs> 
Oh, oh man. It's like the worst facts yet. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it better than some of the ones. <laughs> what, like, like, Jodoro's favorite color is invisible. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode just ends on another slide whistle, which is great. Just another joke. As Kakuin's like, hey, Jodoro, you can eat that cherry. <laughs> no, you you you're well, you skipped the entire part where Jojo get like just basically rolls intimidate and gets all the information he needs out of this dude. Yeah, I did skip it. There's nothing. He okay, beats look. the shit out of Yellow Temperance twice. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yes, twice because he has to do this stupid pressurized hydraulic punch <laughs> through a drain. Yeah, yo, I, you, I like this. You're glossing over my favorite part, the Chocho explosion. Oh god. <laughs> it looks like like the, the the panel that I'm referring to is Yellow Temperance shooting out of this tunnel into Jojo, but without perspective, it looks like a fucking nuclear cloud. It's an overhead view with the wall with the drain in it at the bottom of the panel shooting up into JoJo, so it just looks like a mushroom cloud. <laughs> JoJo's like the largest JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> and then JoJo punches the the grate that Yellow Temperance comes out of. And causes a big water surge sending him through the air. And then I think he punches the shit out of him because this time Star that's Platinum what he does. Also, I want to point out this mushroom cloud has crayfish all up in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, as do all mushroom clouds. <laughs> yeah. Little known fact. So yeah, the episode ends with them on a train. They're going to the next place. And Kakuin grabs a cherry. And we get those good Leros again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do, do you mind? <laughs> hey, hey Jotaro, do you mind? Cherries are my favorite. I don't remember what happens with this train, but I'm assuming it derails next episode. I'm assuming there's a bomb threat or something. I like to hope that the next episode they're just walking away from the wreckage. Look, it's a train, so it has to be a murder mystery. You're right. It's true. That is a rule. Yeah, you're right. Oh, like, or if train you're heist. Set an episode on a train. Why wouldn't you do a murder mystery? It seems like the obvious thing. I to mean, do, Paper right? Mario did it. <laughs> Literally everything forever has done it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could go train heist. I like train heist. I think I like train heist more than more than murder mystery. Okay, what a train it, heist this? murder mystery. Ooh, what is there to steal on this train? Why is that three full panels of Kakui? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why wasn't it three full pages? Oh, I was asking right. the same I, question. Yeah, <laughs> the reaction Jotaro gives him is so perfect. <laughs> All right, so we also get a shot of Anne being possibly the smartest person here in the entire series, as she uh, just quietly dissociates herself from this group of wackos. She's still there. She, yeah, why is she still she here? She still needed to go in that direction, apparently. Hold on, but I'm watching. I thought she was trying to get to Singapore. Okay, we're what? Look, y'all see this map of they're going from Singapore to Calcutta. They're that is a not a train route. <laughs> that that train. route goes over the ocean. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's Jay, Don't worry about it's it. It's over the ocean train. <laughs> it's an ocean train. Yeah. All right, Victor, how'd you like you've the seen one? You've seen one pace. Yeah, I have. But, but it's just like I, I'm saying, like they're like, oh yeah, what happened to Anne? Oh, I guess she was right with us at the at the station. But then uh, I guess her dad must have finally shown up because she didn't, uh, she disappeared, and then she's just in the car behind them. And I'm like, 
okay, if you're if you realize you still need to go in the same direction as these wackos, it's probably best that they don't know you're still around so you can just leave. <laughs> because these guys like she has identified that these guys are bad fucking news, and after this cockyween thing, I would never want to see them again. <laughs> I it would have never wanted to see them several episodes ago. Yes. <laughs> so but how did I like the episode? Uh, it was it was light. It was nothing fucking happened. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> there was there was nothing here, like except for Kakuin being really fucking creepy. I like the first part of the episode where it's just like <laughs> imposter Kakuin being really creepy was some of my favorite JoJo. I feel like I wasn't paid off for that. (laughs) No, that is the payoff. It doesn't. It's the the reward in itself right there. Absolutely. It's the journey, not the destination. (laughs) Putting this this random pickpocket in a backbreaker is beautiful. Uh, Tim, what did you think? I fucking love this episode. I I love this villain. He is a fantastic, stupid villain. Like he's not Captain Dragon level. Like he would. No. There's no way that he would ever be friends with the protagonist afterwards. I think Captain Dragon could do it. This guy's an idiot. And I love him. Like he look. He his counterpart's more Polnareff than anything else. He's he's beautiful, and I think that fight would have been a little bit better. Yeah, I think him versus Polnareff. So he good. was he was beautiful, powerful, and immortal. Until he fucked up and let Jojo punch him in the face. <laughs> yep. That's a lesson, to be sure. That's the, that's the mistake a lot of stand users make. I have a feeling this is going to be what happens with Dio also. <laughs> we'll see the yeah. Oh, I forgot. This guy says that Dio paid him $10 million to do this. I want to know where Dio got that money from. Not that I doubt he could get it. I just want that story. He walked into a bank. <laughs> just took the, it. The, the end. <laughs> He convinced him that he gave him $10 million. No, he just went to his, his share of the Joestar fortune. <laughs> <laughs> just dumb. Because you, you, he was never written out of the will. Yeah, because George definitely had him in the will right up until the very end. <laughs> George would have still had him in the will, even after Dio killed him. George is an idiot. <laughs> Don't take revenge on him. So, Victor, how did you like your last JoJo fight for the season? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if, it was... I don't know if that's yeah, exactly we didn't need true. Polnareff. We didn't need Polnareff here because he's going to be in the rest of the season. Yep. <laughs> the main character. <sighs> yep. I and... mean, we got. To, I, I appreciate that that uh, Araki found something semi-creative to do with the the hydraulic punch, but uh, it's a it was a Jotaro fight, all right. <laughs> and I like the episode. It was. Fun and goofy. This is what we're here for. Way better than... Anyway. So, where can we find everyone? <laughs> Thank you for watching. Orangutan noises. You mean way better than... <laughs> that was a whole bunch of nonsense from all of you all at once. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Where can we find everyone? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalinas. That's Los underscore Grantalinas. You can find me, Big Blue Zam one where you can find some JoJo explosion. You can find me on Twitter at TF Waffleman. Uh, tweet at the podcast at Joestar All Stars. Find us anywhere you find fine podcasts and trash like this. Uh, <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Joestar All Stars, Fireside.fm. Did you forget the order again? I was busy thinking about whether we should talk about that other thing we did. 
You mean Ooh. Oh! <laughs> or deep no, bridges? Not or deep bridges? Uh, <laughs> I was too busy thinking about Jotara uh, explosions. I was yeah. just thinking about Kakuin's cherry thing. And if you were too, send it to JoestarAllStars <laughs> at gmail.com. Like, subscribe. God, who's listening after this train and Where's my hashtag fridge picks? Come on now. That was just another thing. I'm going to cut this out. In fact, I'm just going to put monkey sounds. In fact, no, I think I'm going to replace most of this episode with monkey sounds. Go- so fast improvement. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for watching, everyone. This is Joe Star All Stars signing out for all you. <laughs> I, I want to make it, it like completely clear that deep fridge is not a walk-in fridge. It's I don't true. I don't want you to be able to walk in this thing. <laughs> it's crawling only if you have to be inside. Of it. <laughs> so it's got to be the the sense. scope of a mini fridge. Yes. So like we're talking like because it, because if it's the size of a regular fridge and it's deep, you can walk in that, and that's no longer are, deep are, fridge. That's just a are we just talking fridge. about like and true. those are already a thing. movie yeah. ventilation ducts now. Yes, that's we were always talking about yes. that. So, do we stop at refrigerators, or are there more appliances we can turn deep? Freezers? Ooh. No, see, I was thinking dishwashers. <laughs> I mean, I mean Why? There's, already, there's already deep freezers, so... I mean, I, I just like to imagine an entire washing thing, like a tunnel you crawl through like a car wash <laughs> instead of getting a shower. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It is a bonus he can connect to the hotel room beside you. <laughs>